All right, welcome back to the Rabbit Rabbit Hole. Today I got a good buddy of mine, John Stencil, who is the vice president, right, yep. of fundraising for Bronchathon here at University of Central Oklahoma. How's it going, man? Hey, Chris, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. It's going pretty well. So we're getting close to our end date. We've got April 13th is kind of our big finale event where we're going to reveal how much we've been raising all year. Um, so Bronchathon's been going really, really well. So yeah. thank you for having me again. What uh, You were just telling me, what did you guys raise last year for the same uh, fundraiser? Yeah, so last year was our second year in our program, and we raised just over $97,000. Wow. Um, so we've been one of the biggest and fastest growing um, dance marathons in the nation. And, so and this is for, what is, what is Bronchathon for again? Uh, Bronchathon's for the Children's Hospital Foundation here in Oklahoma. Um, so the Children's Hospital Foundation receives all the money that we raise. Um, there's two hospitals here locally in Oklahoma. So then they can kind of go and request that funds that they need. Um, a lot of it goes to provide research, bring in doctors. It's for the Children's Miracle Network, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's associated with the, yeah, yeah. the Children's Miracle Network. Awesome. That That's so cool. Um, What is your fraternity doing, Pi Cap Alpha? for this specifically or are you guys all kind of a kind of a conglomerate of groups organizations around campus yeah really it takes the whole community to raise what we raise um greek life is a big aspect of that so you know we've got all aspects of fraternity and sorority life really participating and helping us raise funds um so every organization has a different goal um, based on what they think they can raise you know for the children's hospital foundation and for us and so um, you know, organizations will have events, whether last week we had our fireman's challenge, um, or we had, you know, you know, an event at our house, just kind of cook out and pie in the face. We had an event at Cinderfella, yeah. um, you know, and then we had kind of a rave that where we paired up with the UCO's EDM, um, here and just, you know, raise funds, you know, for the children's hospital yeah. foundation. That's awesome. Um, this it's this weekend, you said, yeah, so the, the uh, dance marathon is yeah. this weekend. So the Dance Marathon is just really our finale event. So we really are a year-long philanthropic organization here on campus mm -hmm. um, that's really nonstop fundraising. Um, so we'll do it through our individually through the team, reaching out to people, continuing to get them to sign up and participate to be what we call a dancer or a participant yeah. um, with Bronchathon. And so once you sign up to be a participant or a dancer, um, it kind of is your ticket into the event where we've got games. Um, a lot of the families that are in our Children's Hospital Foundation kind of network will come. So yeah. you get a chance to meet them. They get a chance to see them and see the impact that, that their funds that they raise really makes on these families and these kids' lives. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a great thing to have a fundraising. Obviously, on a school campus, it's easy to get people to come out and do events. And they're more willing to throw a couple of dollars here, a couple of dollars there when there's food or dancing music, you know, games. And I think that's a great deal. And Bronchathon is your biggest event because you said you fundraise all year long. Yes. Bronchathon is the one day, night. How long does it go on Saturday? And when does it start? When does it end? Where is it at? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be April 13th again um, at Hamilton Fieldhouse. Um, so it's a really an all-day-long kind of event. So we'll set up. Um, the doors will open around about two o'clock, and we'll go till about ten. So it's about it's an eight it's an eight hour dance marathon. Um, we're just representing the nurses that are on their feet really all day. Is kind of while we're there. Um, so there's games, there's music. People have a chance to be on their feet to dance. We'll teach them like a dance um, morale dance to all the participants that are there, to the family, to the kids. And we can all just do together. Yeah. Um, and we'll even have different themed hours. So we may have more of a hip hop hour. We may have more of a country hour. We may have a classical hour where. Um, we'll have a little fun. variety yeah yeah get get everyone that enjoys everything out there and uh where can people donate where can they they can donate to you can they donate to a site can they donate at the event how can people donate yeah really there's a lot of ways to donate um first obviously we'll be tabling and um, we're tabling currently outside by the clock tower um and then we're also you know tabling throughout the week with our check-in events people are welcome to stop by usually we've got kind of some kind of thing we're giving away whether it's candy snacks 
um, raffle tickets, and they can donate in cash. They can also go online um, to ucobroncothon.com, um, and that'll pull up the kind of the Broncothon website. Like if someone Googled UCO Broncothon, yeah. they might be able to, would they be able to donate from there? Yeah, like is so, just the first link or something? Yeah, so if you just Google or put on Yahoo, uh, UCO Broncothon, it'll pull up um, the tab, and it'll say UCO slash Broncothon. If you click on that and scroll down to the bottom of the page, there'll be three different tabs. You can click um, to be a dancer and register if you want to participate in it and be a dancer, um, or you can click to donate, um, or there's a tab for more information. That's awesome. So whether you want to get more information, whether you want to donate, or whether you want to dance, if you can donate and dance or participate, go visit that website, go talk to someone that's part of Bronchathon, or just come out to the Hamill Fieldhouse on Saturday at 2 o'clock, you said? Yes, sir, And do some dancing and some, you know, appreciation for the nurses and appreciation for the Children's Hospital for the kids. So thank you for, for doing that as Bronchathon. And uh, cut. That is for me. Um, hey, Preston, how long are we at? Five minutes. Okay. Um, I, can, I, mean, I can talk about a lot more if you no, want to. So. This is going on, th what we just did. Um yeah, so how's, how's Greek life here for campus for you? How's it been for the past four or five years you've been here? <laughs> yeah, I've been here a little a while. shade. I've been here a little bit while. You know, I'm 24. I left UCO, you know, after my freshman year and then decided to come back because I did love the school and love the, the campus environment. Um, Why'd you leave again? You went to play hockey, right? I went to go play hockey. I went to go play yeah. hockey down in Tulsa for the junior Oilers, a little junior kind of semi-pro hockey team. Yeah. Are they the same level as the Blazers right now or no? No. Uh, yes, it'd be the same, same level, level as the Blazers yeah, oh, down cool. here in Oklahoma City. Cool. So uh, what was some of the best things the past four years for you for your social life? Man, or Greek life, you know, yeah. on campus. Uh, Greek life and joining Pike has been one of the best things that's happened to me. Um, it really puts you outside of your comfort zone. I think there's a stigma people have with Greek life that says, hey, we're just here to party, to kind of have a wild time, and we don't really care about our grades or kind of how we look. And we're definitely trying to fight that stigma and say, you know, we're here to be fraternal men. And fraternal men, what they look like is people who, um, one, take care of their grades, take care of their community, invest in them, their fraternity, invest in themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think you guys do a great job of it here. I have, you know, there's not too much bad bad publicity maybe some rumors here and there but nothing there's nothing you guys aren't making news you guys aren't making newspaper for bad things if anything you're making them for good things but uh i think it's pretty cool that you guys do a lot of bronchathon stuff but for the past four years what other organizations have you been yeah doing? so um over the past few years and uh, my two biggest have honestly been have been pike and bronchathon um i've served on more of my freshman year we used to have freshman follies which was a fun organization we used to have you know, we're always crossing our fingers and hoping that comes back because it was removed from campus, sadly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we're always hoping that brings back uh, different memories. I've been on, involved with UCOSA and kind oh. of the student government side. UCOSA is UCO student... Student government. Government. Okay. Yeah. For people that didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that until a, while, a little while ago, so. But uh, how was, when you took that first year off after your freshman year, what was it like coming back? At, taking You just took a whole year off or half a year? Yeah, a whole year. Whole year. What was it like coming back? You know, it was really hard. Um, you know, the, you go, you leave school, and, and really when I played hockey, I just played. I, you know, I yeah. obviously practiced and spent a lot of time and invested a lot of time in that. But by the way, people, John is like the only person in Oklahoma that knows what hockey is. He's like the <laughs> only person ever. That's not factual, but it's pretty close. But can, I can confirm that also. Yeah, no <laughs> Preston behind the desk doesn't know what hockey is. He's never heard the term. But uh, yeah, so playing on. Did, where'd you get to travel to with the Tulsa? Man, Genius. we traveled a lot of places. We went down to Texas, uh, you know, Kansas City, you know, obviously Oklahoma City with the Blazers, competed against them. 
Um, really all over, you know, Las Vegas, you know. Kind of um, like central Midwest areas. Yeah, kind of more south, there, you know. There's, south Centrals. Yeah, we played in the Western States Hockey League, and so there's obviously a lot of teams all over, um, but they're a little bit more Western States, more centralized. Yeah. You know, Texas, Kansas City, so Dallas, El Paso, um, Kansas City. Um, so a lot, a lot of teams, you know. You ever play up in Canada? Um, once every summer I'd go up there and practice, play some fun tournaments. Oh, really? For fun, yeah. That that wasn't part of the uh, Tulsa Juniors, or no, that was, not uh... there. There, it was just that was just, the junior team was just located here in the United States. Okay, cool. Um, some junior teams would go play more expedition games in Canada, but yeah. where'd you where'd goes. you play in Canada? Where'd you go? Um, I was up in New York at Niagara Falls, and so oh we, yeah, we did you New play York. the tw- Twin Rings? Uh, you know, I couldn't remember where we played. We may have been maybe the Twin Rings. Yeah, the Twin Rings. That's like the big one there. Yeah, at, in Niagara Falls. What what? How old were you? Well, you were like 20. Ah, you might not have played there just because it's, I think it's for younger, like the like association leagues and stuff. Maybe you might have played at Twin Rings. I mean, you'd know there's two rings side by side. It's just like, it's actually just like uh, Arctic Edge. You know how Arctic Edge has the hockey yeah, rings yeah. kind of like this? Twin Rings has it like this. It, it like they're, I, I they're think, horizontal. I think that's where it was at. It was just, it was more just a fun tournament. You know, we really didn't, you know, just were for fun. It wasn't really like a big competition. Yeah, yeah. Sign up with the teams. And yeah. Oh, that's that's fun then. So Niagara Falls was pretty cool oh, when I went. Beautiful. I've played up in uh, Ottawa like a handful of times when I was younger in yeah. tournaments. One time we uh, we went like one in fifty on the year. We were a terrible team. Had the I'll tell you what though, we had the most fun <laughs> for a team that won one game, one or two games the whole year. We had the most fun. We got invited up to an Ottawa tournament and because a team dropped out or something like that, and we went up there and ended up getting second place. Really? Yeah. They, I'm, I'm assuming they weren't too happy about that, inviting a team like, hey, tch, all right, we, get, we need a filler team. We'll just ask these guys down in Watertown. They'll come up, and we ended up tearing it up. Had, had the best fun, I'll tell you what. Oh, no, that's fun, especially yeah. nowadays playing pickup games every now and then when you get a chance. Oh, dude. When I get a chance, I mean, we went and played a couple weeks ago or whatever, and I about died. Oh, out of shape completely. Yeah, out of shape. I was going to play last week, and I was like, you know what? Probably not. I got to do some <laughs> run. I got to do some running before I can go play again because it's just, it's just too tiring. After like four or five shifts that you do out on pickup games, it's just like, what the hell? I can't, oh, yeah. I can't breathe. I can't. I don't even know if I'm alive. Yeah. You know. So how do you feel about the playoffs coming up? Dude, playoffs, playoffs are coming tonight. Actually, I'm stoked. I want to. I think I want San Jose to win. San Jose, really, all the way? Yeah, I think I, I'm. I'm a big fan of Brett Burns. Really? Yeah, I. I don't know what it is. He's, he's missing teeth in his, fr- you know, the front two teeth or whatever, front four teeth. He's missing. He's got a big farm or uh, whatever, a ranch down in Texas with a bunch of cool animals. I think that's pretty cool, and he's a big veteran guy. So yeah, he's been there. For I'm. A while. I'm a fan of Brent Burns. I think I'm gonna root for uh, San Jose. I wouldn't be opposed. Obviously, I'm a Rangers fan. So anyone from the Eastern Conference, I don't want to win. Right. But if someone from the East had to win, I'd like it to be Avi in the Caps again because I think that'd be. I hate Sidney Crosby, so I think it'd be pretty cool to see Avi get two in a row. That'd be great. And kind of, kind of come catch up to uh, Crosby in terms of accolades. Other, than, at least Stanley Cup accolades. He's still be, I think, one away. Right? Crosby's got three. Or just he got four. Has... I know he's got at least three. Yeah, I think he has. Because they went, didn't they go two years? They went to back to back. Went to back once. to back. I'm trying to think when I see when did, when did Sydney come into the Stanley or NHL? I'm trying to remember when his first year. <sighs> I want to say 06. Either way. Yeah. Who are you rooting for though? 
Man, I'm obviously a Blues fan. My parents were in That's Lewis, right. So, you know, they're, they're, uh, they made it. They made they, it. They made it. They were the last. That young goalie for them is pretty Yeah, Benny has been incredible. It's been, it's been very interesting to see kind of what he does. And, you know, um, you know he's got a great – his great with his angles, comes out on the crease. So, it'll be yeah. interesting to see kind of what he does. The Jets and the Blues have very opposite – schedules and how they performed in the season you know the jets were phenomenal in the beginning of the yeah. season the second half of the season they've been barely at 50%. They, they've been like mediocre they've just been good enough uh, they for the rest of the season the beginning they were phenomenal no, the they're phenomenal i know they dug out they struggled with some injuries yeah some injuries in that sense so it'll be interesting to see i mean last year they went to the conference finals so and yeah they had they had a rookie goaltender so uh, who all who was didn't he come in second for the Vesnia, or did he actually did he win it? Hell, I think he got, came. I think he came in second. I think he came in second. Yeah, he's a he's a phenomenal goaltender. I oh, mean, yeah. he's gonna be in the league for a minute, you know. But I forgot that you were a, you were a Blues fan. Yeah, I'm yeah. rooting for San Jose. I got a buddy that's rooting for Vegas again, just because you know it's we're Vegas. both Rangers fans. And I mean, they did win a little bit yesterday. They got the second overall draft pick in the draft lottery. So hopefully, we get someone worthwhile and can turn it around next year and at least make the playoffs that'd be good we haven't made Henrik Lundqvist the king deserves a cup and oh, if he, he does, does if we don't if we aren't good enough to make the playoffs next year we're gonna have to trade him because he deserves a cup he has to like he can't retire without a cup well he's old, he's, he's pretty old he's been there he's been I think he's 34 35 yeah, I, I thought he was like 36 37. Uh, he might be he might be 37 yeah actually you're right I think he is 37 he's up there in the higher 30s but he's he needs a cup. He's yeah, like he's the been, yeah. if you think of players, last year it was Avi. Avi needed the cup, or Ovechkin. You know he need, he needed the cup bad because he he's deserving of it. Joe Thornton, but they won it back in whatever year. Um, who else? Who are some players that you think are deserving of cups nowadays? Like some veterans, veterans that been in the league. They've you know they they haven't done anything wrong. Similar to Hank or yeah. uh, Henrik Lundqvist. Man, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm sure you would say like Tarasenko, obviously. Yeah, those guys. But, you know, the Blues never won a Stanley Cup, but obviously I'm kind of biased in that. Yeah. So I try to think of the teams outside of league. You know, I'm a big fan of even uh, I'm trying to think. You know, I, I'm actually a big fan of the Jets. You know, I, I am a fan of the Jets. Yeah, I, 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 think I like if the Blues the get play. beat out. I'd love to see the Jets, the Jets win with Laney and kind of all of them. Yeah, um, Laney, Laine, Patrick Laine. Yeah, Laine. I think it's Laine. I don't know. Laine. I I I'm <laughs> terrible with names too. I think I uh, I messed up a name last episode or something but yeah I, i'd like to see hank get one in a couple years before he retires i think he's the most deserving player in the league for one but behind ovechkin actually maybe right up there with him because he's just i mean the years he's had he's put up 30 wins every you know damn near every year for his whole career he's done nothing wrong you know it's not i mean he just loves new york's he, he loves the rangers so it, it would be shitty to see him go to another team and win it but I don't want to see him retire without one. Yeah. So So who do you think is going to be the biggest surprise? There's always that one underdog. There's always that random kind of person who says, wow, you didn't think they are going to make it. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got a couple underdogs there. Well, I would say the Flames, but they're number one. They're the number one seed. So they can't really be an underdog. Yeah. Vegas, I think, can make another run again. For some reason, just like last year, they're just gritty, you know, that when – Crunch time comes, they just play. Oh, they, they love just, to gamble. I mean, I'm they, sure they, they just will, play the game. They will. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, I actually don't even remember who is even in the Stanley Cup. Like all the teams, I'm gonna pull it up real quick. I don't. It's not a big deal. Did Columbus, Columbus made it through, right? Because I know uh, Columbus Montreal. did. They played a night against the Lightning. Penguins played a night against the Islanders, Blues, Jets, Stars, Predators, and Golden Knights and Sharks. 
I th- the Islanders are another team that's just they've been they lost Tavares and they're like the third seed in the in the playoffs. That's I mean that's just crazy. Yeah. You lose your best player to a in conference team, Toronto, and you still put up numbers. You you still are one of the best teams in the East. You know yeah. that that's crazy. I think I think uh I don't know. It's so hard though because the past few years it's like the Jets have been doing good, the Preds have been doing good. Sharks are usually in there. Last year, Vegas did good. You know, it's it's so hard. March Madness is is for basketball. April yep. Madness and May Madness is for hockey, dude. It's like anything can happen. I have I have buddies that are like we talk about like what are your favorite sports for playoffs? It's like for me, hockey, dude. Oh, hockey. If you could, if I could watch one sport, only the playoffs for the rest of my life, it would be hockey without a doubt. Without a doubt in my mind, if it was the only sport I could watch, it'd be hot. I'd watch hockey without a doubt. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just the best. It's the best. It's just, the sounds it, of it. Oh, the sounds, the environment. I mean, have you ever been to a Stanley Cup like playoff game? No, I've never oh, been to a playoff game. Man, it's just a different animal. I mean, it just is. Just the, just the the, the team, the environment, yeah. the, the fans, the stands, the players. I mean, it's just a whole nother level of just hockey. Yeah, and that's the other thing about Vegas is like. They put on a show no, along along are. with the game, along with, the, and I think that plays a factor. You know, playing forty minutes before, playing forty minute or playing a forty minute intro or however long their intro is, even if it's ten minutes, that's a long intro. You know, if you're an away team in Vegas, you're like, God, when this game, when's this thing going to be over? Like, this is pretty intimidating. You know, maybe yeah. I don't know, but it's got to play some sort of factor, some mind game factor. You know, especially last year when they did the. Uh, I think they played the Sharks when they had their night taking out that other mascot, you know? Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yep. That was – I thought that was funny, and that's kind of like, oh, geez, like their mascots are even fighting. That's – I thought that was interesting. So, what um, you got, Preston? I will say that I do not watch much hockey, but I do make a point to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. Dude, there you go. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like that. They're like, hey, I'll watch hockey in the playoffs. One, I, I do think it plays a factor that there's no – other than baseball, there's not much going on right now yeah. in this time of the year. So, I think it's that plays a factor. It's just uh, – it's so fast-paced, and I like the pace of it. And just, yeah. Just, uh, one of the announcers, I don't know his name, but I love the way he talks. So. Eddie Olchek, you got uh, – he does every game. Eddie Olchek. Yeah. Uh, who's the other guy? I, I never remember their no, names, I don't remember dude. Names I know Eddie Olchek, and that's about it. Just because – and Pierre Maguire, the ball guy, right? In between the – he's the one that yeah. not a lot of – Pierre Maguire is the one that people either like or hate. hate. Yeah. What do you – What do you do you like him or – I think he does a pretty decent job. So, you know. I think he does a great job, but he's just a – He's a character. I think he's – I don't – I might be one of the few that's not like I hate or like him because sometimes he'll say things and I – I'm like, shut the hell up, dude. What are you talking about? But then he talks about like a player's – he grew up and his nickname was blah, 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 and he played – one day he took a right turn and found a hockey stick or something. Like he just has random facts about literally every player in the league, and it's absolutely wild. It's wild that he – I mean, maybe he researches it right before the game, but that dude, he's been doing it for 20 years or whatever, and I just think that's, a, that's an insane skill to have to pick off random facts about people in the middle of a game as they're picking up the puck and then switch to the next player. You know, oh, it's absolutely. such a fast paced game that he keeps up with it. I think it's, I admire it. I admire it for sure. But I'm not, I don't know if I absolutely hate him. I don't know if I absolutely hate him. I don't know if I hate him. I don't know if I hate any of the announcers I really, really hate, you know, yeah. I, uh, I, I do like it, you know, when you're watching more national television instead of the local television, just because it's an unbiased opinion yeah. of the teams. You yeah. Know? I, 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 hate I agree. I hate listening to more the, the, 
like the local Fox yeah, local when Fox. Dallas plays I mean, or something? Obviously, I'm a Blues fan, so I like listening to them. But, I mean, I'd rather hear, you know, an unbiased opinion that says, here's where they were really at. You know, was that a good call or maybe that was a bad call? Because especially when you see that, you know, if you're listening to announcers, they'll tell you, oh, that should have been a call. Oh, that should have been a trip or a slap. Yeah. It's like, ah, it's like the really. It's like the Thunder when, when they're playing and you're watching local Thunder TV, you know, or whatever, and you got you, – they're getting mad over a call or no call. It's like – you're an announcer. I mean, I get it. They're an announcer. They're an announcer for the Thunder. Right. So they kind but of- I do. I enjoy like like you. I enjoy the national broadcast because they tell you just exactly what you're watching. They just tell you what you're watching. You know, if the play goes one way, they're not going to be like, oh, that's. They'll either tell you it's a bad call because it's a bad call. They're not going to tell you it's a bad call because of a certain team. Oh yeah. You know, that's what I like. I do. I do like that aspect, and I think I like that for all sports. I, I don't like when announcers are you know dictating your feelings. It's like, come on, just let the game, you know. If I see, if I don't like the call, I'm not going to like the call because I'm not going to not like the call because you said it from a TV point, you know. I'm going to not like the call just because I don't like it, you know. Yeah, yeah I agree. And I, don't, I just, I, I like hearing them talk about the players and whatever. But who do you think is going to be an underdog this year? I, I think Blues actually are. are. I, I think I think the Blues would be very interesting. Um, they've had a hard time this season against the Jets, but that was in the first half of the season before they really picked it up. And like I said, obviously they haven't played the Jets, and the Jets have been having a harder season, so it'll be interesting. Um, I think the Blue Jackets will be very interesting. They were a team that was kind of deciding whether to buy or sell. The yeah, trade. I know. And I was expecting them to sell. I and did they too. were right there, and they, and they bought a little bit, and so then they kept everyone. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens there. Um, the Lightning, you know, I know they're obviously probably the top pick. You know, they were in the President's Cup. but Dude, they – they have like, did they break the record for wins or tie it, or they got close? They got like sixty-three regular season wins. That's no, it's nuts. That's insane. They had like one hundred twenty-six points. Both Nikita Kucherov, outstanding season, most points since Yamir Yager, and I think like ninety-eight or something. hundred. Last time I saw, he had one hundred twenty-six or one hundred twenty-seven. That's just insane. I can't imagine. I mean, yeah, could you? I mean, you couldn't imagine. I mean, unless you were a player doing like, unless you were him. You couldn't imagine scoring forty plus points and eighty plus assists. That's that's insane. I mean, I mean, Gretzky obviously did it, but there's a reason they call him the great one. Oh, absolutely! It's because he was the great, like he was a great one. You know, have you ever heard? Uh, you listen to Barstool? Barstool a little bit, not a whole bunch. You, you know, yeah. one of the guys there, Frankie Borelli. Um, he yeah, he caught some heat a few months ago, maybe at the <laughs> beginning of the season. He had a take that Gretzky wouldn't. He actually, I think, said Gretzky wouldn't even make the league nowadays. What do you really? think of that? I, I don't know if he couldn't make the league nowadays or if he wouldn't be a, a superstar player nowadays. But there's something along the lines of that. You know, it's like when people compare, you know, Michael Jordan to the basketball game nowadays. You know, Michael yeah. Jordan is, is an all-star that was his argument. and a legend for a reason. Yeah. Yes, the game has changed. Yes, there's new technology and the equipment and the goaltending, the forms all changed. And I agree, the part of the game now is a little bit faster-paced game. But Gretzky's style was, I mean, he just was, he, you know, he got a lot of his, his assists, points yeah. from assists. And he just, he was yep. a great setup man, and he worked well with really anyone in any team, and he just had good chemistry with him. I think, I think you know, you know maybe he didn't have as, as many points as he would now, but, I mean, it's still hockey. It was still a fast-paced game with, you know, you know the all-stars of the day. I mean, yeah. Just, if you took away his his goals, he would still have the most points in the league. Oh, yeah. By, I think, like, 40 points. Oh, yeah. That's insane. His I mean, assi- I mean it's because he ran the triangle from behind the net. Yeah, exactly. That's why That's he got so many assists is because he was he was so quick at getting the puck to the, the other players, and they could just one time it right past. And, and the goalies, obviously, were nowhere. In, I mean, they were good then. But they ain't, the goalies now would just shut everyone down then, Yeah. I, I think. In my opinion, I think goalies would have 
a lot more shutouts. I mean, I, I think you'd see. A, oh, definitely. You would see way more shutouts with the goalies nowadays. Back then, you would. I mean, it would be a one nothing game every every night. You know. Yeah. In my opinion, but I don't know. I mean, I think Gretzky would be able to play nowadays. I think he would. Too. I don't know if he would have been as. I don't know if he would have put up the same numbers like you said when he what he did yeah. i don't know if he would have put up the same numbers now but he would definitely be a yeah, he'd, he'd, he'd be, be a force to reckon with i, I mean, mean you're when you're one of the greatest you're one of the greatest for a reason you, you could be a great like michael jordan would he was greatest arguably one of the greatest of all time well he is one of the greatest of all time but you put him now he's still he's probably going to be one of the greatest of all time so i think basketball hasn't changed too much the physicality of it maybe but yeah. hockey has changed a lot like oh the, it has because goal you know equipment changes Goalies went from playing, you know, they're just standing there. It's now they they play they play hybrid style now. You right. know, they're on their they're on their pads down low. They're down and they're sliding way more nowadays. Back then, you were sliding on your skates. You know, now they're just sliding across. You know, Rabbit literally pads, sliding. Yeah. And I just think goalies now, with the equipment they have, the training, the nutri- you know, health, nutrition stuff that they have, they would just shut them down. But but on the flip side, the offensive players, I don't think Gretzky would have any trouble trouble nowadays. Actually, if anything, with the equipment nowadays, he might he might might be better. He might be like he might be like one of the best still. Well, have you ever had a chance to shoot with a wooden stick? Oh yeah, it's I just sure would be going up a lot harder. Oh yeah, it's but it's in, it's. It's nice. I like it. You like it, really? Oh yeah, I like it. Like I don't. I wouldn't play with it, but I like to go out and shoot with hockey, yeah. a wooden hockey stick. I think it's like it's just different. It's almost like hitting a baseball with a, a an aluminum bat That's and a wooden bat. Yeah, you know, different. it's a little. Each are cool in their own way, but you get a crack of a bat off a of wooden oh, bat. I love that sound. We were talking about that last episode. The sounds of like winning, you know, or sounds of sports. Like, what are the, your favorite sounds of sports? And I said, I said probably the crack of a bat on a home run or you know a walk off or something. But another sound that is one of the most iconic sounds is a, the post. The oh, post is yeah. you. I mean, if if you played you know just random noise. And you heard, and you, and there was a post shot in there. You would pick it out in a second. You'd be like, "That was a, that was a hockey post." You, would, it's so iconic. Like you just know what a hockey post sounds like. A good hockey, like a good post hit. You know, like one from the blue line, a slap shot that goes yeah, over the goalie's uh, shoulder and hits the top one. Or the ding ding, you know, the double dingers. Oh my gosh, the most frustrating and the most rewarding thing that you can possibly say. Yes. See. Well, for the goalie, you're. I mean, post is can be the goalie's best friend. It can also be their enemy. You know, if it lets them down, but. I love that's one thing I love seeing when when there's a post shot and then after the play gets away or you know whistle blows or something the goalie sits there and will uh, uh, you'll see it on TV because the cameraman will be watching the goalies oh, yeah. they'll rub they'll rub the post because they're <laughs> thankful dude they're like oh, absolutely Thank you. it's their best friend yeah it, it's their best friend when it when it is because it saves their lives a lot more often than not but uh but the hockey the hockey post is just I I think that sound and you know people would say probably like college football like maybe like a walk like the stands going crazy for a kickoff return or something but i don't know you, i don't know it's I, just i couldn't say that any stands i mean any professional sport that stands are packed i mean yeah yeah I th- if you go to a hockey game a regular season hockey game i think i think if some for someone that's never watched hockey you know i think if you go to a hockey game a live hockey game an nhl hockey game and not and no disrespect to the stars or anything or like a, like arizona coyotes or florida Panthers. if you go to a team up north just, oh absolutely you go to a boston bruin game you know you go to a chicago game new york buffalo winnipeg montreal any of them but if you just go to a, a town where it's a hot like a, a legit hockey town dallas is not a hockey town arizona is not a hockey town if you go to chicago maybe boston Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmonton. You go to these places, 
I've never been to a lot of them, but I'll say this. I'm sure I can attest that it'll get you to love hockey. Oh, it's just it'll a lot. get you to love hockey lot, for sure. Sport. I got a chance to go up when I was in uh, Chicago in Illinois for a tournament. We went to one of their AHL games. I mean, and even still, I mean, at an American Hockey League, you know, kind of like double-A yeah. baseball. Yeah, it, it was stadiums packed. I mean, it was just a huge, loud environment. And just being in an enclosed building with a roof and everything, it's just, it's just so loud. Yeah. And so you just get this environment that's just exciting and it's continually, you know, loud. And, man, when there's a goal or there's a big play or there's a fight, everyone just goes wild. And everyone gets on their feet and starts screaming and you can hear that. It's, just, it's the best. And it runs through your bones. No, I think I feel like that do, that happens at a lot of uh, sporting events, but hockey is just for for me it's another level and i've been to i went to colorado and went to a denver game or colorado avalanche game this past winter and that was a blast we sat pretty high up but it was still so fucking fun you know like it was the one of the, probably the best game i've been to because I, I can't really recall too many auto center games. i've been a handful of them but i was younger too but uh, i've been to a lot of echl games and and lower level lower level you know basically half beer league half professional <laughs> it was and that was in virginia and i'd go with my buddy to games you know once a week if if they were playing and we were off or whatever from work or whatever and that's the best because we sat like right next to where the uh, home team i can't even remember the norfolk uh, admirals or something yeah. where they walk out to the ice from the uh, locker rooms we sat right there one row back from the glass and we'd chirp play like the away team all the time, and it, we got to we went to enough games and chirped so many players enough that we would uh, they would if we weren't chirping during the game when they would go back to the locker room in intermission they'd be like what do you guys like you guys are enter- are we not entertaining you or what <laughs> like chirp them come on now but, like they would interact with us it was actually pretty cool and though but I think ECHL games are some of the most fun to watch live even when the stands aren't full. Because the people that are there, oh yeah, eat, well, you got to think they're probably either they didn't have anything else to do or they're actual hockey fans, and the ones that aren't didn't have anything else to do, they probably will cheer for the home team anyway, you know, realistically. So they will cheer, and it's just fun. It's just like I, I don't know. There's just something about it's almost like a beer league. It's almost like you're playing, but not because you can get drunk in the stands. <laughs> the players, half the players are probably drunk and whatever. Oh, I would, yeah, I would, I would assume that they're having fun you know maybe not i could be wrong but I mean, I think I, it's still professional it's, hockey i've known a few guys that have played in the echl i've been been in the hockey community down in tulsa obviously it's a little bit smaller because i'm originally from tulsa so i've known guys that have played you know at, in the echl league and i've had the privilege of knowing some guys that have played in the ahl and a few yeah. guys that have made a few games in the nhl no big names but it's, I mean, it's definitely still professional hockey yeah and they do treat it like you know in a professional sense because obviously you've got a market to market to and you yeah. can't have you know too much but it definitely is it's you know they're not getting paid much you know they're getting you know a couple hundred maybe you know, a couple hundred dollars maybe a even a couple thousand for a game oh let's talk about a game oh not yeah. even that much i mean i, I think some people can some of the better players yeah. but man i'm i knew a guy and he was living with four of his teammates all in one house because they all had to pay I and mean, they couldn't all you know afford to buy a house yeah time. who was um crawford i think it, his name was the blackhawks goalie a couple years ago yeah chris crawford yeah chris was it chris crawford I can't remember, but anyway, he came from the uh, the Norfolk Admirals. Really? There's a couple players that have been, uh, like, stars. I couldn't. I should have looked it up beforehand, but there's been a couple players that came from the Norfolk Admirals, and it was pretty cool because, like, the players we were watching, some of them were, like, the the extremely good ones. You could tell, like, the following year they were going to the AHL or, oh, yeah. or whatever. But even the ones that weren't good, if, you, if they weren't good, they were tussling. You know, they were grinders because they were just – messing people up big hits fights you know oh, that's, that's what i love do. about echl is you still have that's actually the one thing i do love about echl is you have players that will make the league 
most likely. Yeah. They'll uh, they might if they don't make the lead, they're going to make the AHL. There's a lot of players on every team that will make the next level of hockey yeah. and probably on sometimes on NHL. But there's a lot of players that will not get out of the ECHL no. and they still play because they love the game, but they also just love to mess people up. Oh, you know? yeah. I've got a really bit of a good friend of mine. He used to play for the Tallest Oilers. Now he plays for the All-Americans. He's so funny. He actually retired. The Americans? The American, uh, the All-Americans oh, okay, down okay. in Texas. Yeah. And um, he actually retired, and I think they even retired his number. And really? I, you know, they actually then. What was the number? I want to say it's 26. I don't know. Something it's, like that. It's Gary Steff is a great oh, okay. guy. Phenomenal guy. But um, he actually came back, and he's not playing again with them. <laughs> really? Just because he loved the game. Yeah, He loved the community. He loved the sports, and they've always supported him. And so. Yeah, he's still he's still playing hockey and he's still doing that and he loves it and uh, he actually just got married so good for him. But. Good, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and talking Brockathon, talking some Greek life and campus life, and then talking obviously hockey. That's no, I can talk hockey. For but Brockathon, I think that was a cool thing. If uh, if you can donate, donate. If you want to look at more stuff, look at more stuff on or Google UCO Brockathon. And the first link? Yeah, usually the first link. You'll, you'll see it. It'll be UCO's website, and then you'll click on it. It'll have our picture from last year and a couple of links you can click awesome. on. Awesome. So if you want to donate or just learn more about For the Kids with the Children, Children's Miracle Network, go to that website. And uh, if you want some stickers, let's see, some stickers, go ahead and give me a message on Facebook, Instagram, you know, call me, whatever. On Instagram, it's Rabbit Rabbit Hole Pod. On Twitter, it's Rabbit Rabbit Hole. And on YouTube, it's the rabbit rabbit hole. Follow, like, subscribe, the whole nine yards, these stickers. Let me know if you want one. They're pretty cool. And uh, thanks for coming on, John. Here's a couple for you, actually. Hey, but I appreciate that. You I'll pass them out. Hey, you know, let people know. Good will. luck with your Brunkathon. Um, I might be able to show up for a little bit and help you out or yeah, just, check it, just and, check it out. And, and uh, like, thank you for coming on. And we'll have, to, we'll have to do another recap one for uh, midway through the playoffs and hey, see I, what's going on. I'd love to. So thank you for coming on, and we'll see you next time. See you.